0: everyone and welcome to Nail Talk with Natasha. Here I'll be taking you on my journey to becoming a nail technician and I'll be speaking with some really great people within the nail industry to learn from them, find out about their successes, mistakes and share some really helpful tips and tricks. So today I am so happy to be welcomed with Amy Shriva King. Amy is a fantastic nail technician, and she's actually based out in Canada, in New Brunswick. She specialises in natural nail care, acrylic and gel sets, and also nail art. So, welcome, Amy. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. No, thank We're you. Very so exciting. Much. I know. I'm so excited to have you. Um. So. I feel like the best way to get started why don't you just tell our listeners a little bit about you and your journey as a nail technician. Okay well it all started about five years ago um, I was
1: working retail and it was soul sucking I hated it so much so I actually was watching YouTube videos and seeing artists like Simply Nailogical And nail career education, and like Kirstie Meekin from NaO Nails. And I was like, I think I could do that.
0: Yeah. So
1: I basically quit my job, went to school, and never looked back since. Fantastic.
0: What made you choose nails?
1: I've always been really artistic. um, And I'm not so great at large drawings, but I found that I was really good at like small, detailed things. And I was really just bored at home, bored with my job and my life. I was like, I have nails, I can paint them. So I'm going to do that. Yeah, um, I just, I just really love how much detail you can fit on such a tiny little canvas
0: yeah no i think it's amazing like it's it's so intricate isn't it and you can mm-hmm. really let your creativity just kind of run wild um which is fantastic that's what that's one of the things that I like about it as well and um, so yeah. t- I totally get where you're coming from um I mean so how so you said that you kind of went from retail and and then you started doing nails so what how did you kind of actually learn to do nails um well when I started off it was
1: just doing my own nails like on Instagram And I actually was contacted by a company in Canada to be one of their brand ambassadors. So that was kind of the start to the obsession. (laughs) (laughs) It was just a hobby at that point. Mm -hmm. But I had access to like some of the best nail artists in, you know, North America and the world as part of their brand ambassador team. So we would share information, share techniques and tips and... So it was really that that really kind of opened the doors to allow me to get where I am
0: today. Oh, fantastic. Like, I mean, I am an advocate for kind of learning through like others and connecting with people. Um, cause I think it's like kind of the best for me personally, I find it that it's the best way to learn. What did you find the most difficult learning to do now? Most
1: difficult was for me going from working on myself to working on other people. Because when I'm working on myself, I can get, you know, my hand right up to my face to do those tiny little details. Mm -hmm. And when you're filing your own nails, you know, you hold them a certain way Mm -hmm. to get all the angles. So to switch that over to working on a client was completely backwards in my head. So it, it took me a while to get back to where I was with shaping and things like that on my own hands Mm. on clients
0: how did you find kind of just interacting with clients for the first time retail actually helped me a lot with that
1: because I already had that kind of customer service like treat them very nicely and you know make them feel welcome and comfortable so that really helped with, you know, engaging with clients and even marketing myself. It was really helpful for that too.
0: You, you're working within a, a nail studio is in your home or is it yeah. a, a location? Oh, fantastic. And and have you yeah, always worked in this? entire basement. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. And like, have you always worked in that space? Uh, when I graduated and was fully licensed.
1: I actually started off in a salon. I was there for about three months before I learned I can't work here. (laughs) Um, I'm very independent. And so to have somebody scheduling my appointments for me, telling me this is how much time you have. So you need to get everything done in that time. Didn't work for me at all. I need to be able to go at my own pace. Mm -hmm. So three months later I was like, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I decided to basically start off again from scratch um, and booth rented. So I was renting just this little room in kind of a collective, it was kind of neat. Um, We had about eight different um, estheticians working in this one location. And we were all just completely independent contractors. Oh, okay. So it was kind of, it let us have our own um, clientele, own booking, own process for everything. But we still had that kind of little community between us. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of nice. Oh, great. And then
0: yeah. what made you kind of transition from, from that to being kind of where you are now at the Nail Studio, um, kind of based at your home? Um, It
1: mostly came down to finances. Um, My husband and I had decided that we were going to look for a home because rent here was getting very expensive. We're a very small province, but um, don't have much housing that's affordable. So we were like, no, we need to start looking for a house. So we decided that when I had moved into the new house that we would actually buy the house with a studio oh great yeah we have a lot of regulations here Mm -hmm. from our beauty association so it's not a lie to say that we bought our specific house so I could put a
0: studio in the basement how did you find setting up the studio what would you say was one of the most challenging parts about doing that
1: honestly, again, it came down to finances. You don't Mm. realize like how much money it takes to start from scratch until you're there and having to buy, you know, your furniture, your uh, client chair, a chair that's comfortable for you, all your product. You know, if you're working in a salon, usually they pay for all of that. Mm. So it's something that you shouldn't, buy too much in the beginning because you'll never use it all Mm. but it's so easy to get tempted to be like oh I want that and that and that and that yeah Um, so it was hard to kind of rein things in Mm. (laughs) but got there in the end
0: oh great I mean what would you say was kind of the three key items that you feel like is essential in and was essential for you in setting up your studio?
1: Comfortable chair for yourself more than anything, because it's okay for a client to be a little more uncomfortable for a couple of hours than you to be uncomfortable for your entire day. Mm. So you really want to spend the money on a chair that has good back support and is comfortable so that you don't get extra strain on your body this is actually quite a tough um industry on your body um the other thing is like having a good selection of colors without going overboard um you don't need 82 kinds of nude polish (laughs) when you start off yeah you don't you don't need 40 pinks you know just a couple of each kind of different color family and then maybe some fun ones like glitters and things like that.
0: Mm. Oh, I love glitter. I know. <laughs>
1: it's so like it fixes gets everywhere. All mistakes.
0: What would you say was like your top three products that you kind of can't live without? Um,
1: one thing, glitter. Can't live without glitter. Yeah. I have it's probably the one thing that I have the most of. I have probably thousands of dollars worth of glitter and i love it all and i keep buying more. Um the other one is just a really high quality um gel mm. that is a consistency that you're comfortable with working with cuz there's really thick gels there's really thin gels. So for me a good medium viscosity gel
0: Mm-hmm. You can do
1: everything with that. You can build your extensions. You can use it as like a sealant if you have glitter or stickers and you can use it as like a top gel too. So that's probably my holy grail of gels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then good files. Oh, good yeah. files are so important mm. because it again comes back to that wear and tear on your body um a poor quality hand file you'll be sitting there filing the whole day and you will get so sore yeah if you have a really good quality file um it's so much easier and so much faster
0: yeah no I can imagine yeah because even even with me at the moment like i i kind of got like a little uh, start kit and and the files in that is, is great i think it it is good for me to kind of get the hang of everything but i mm-hmm. slowly the more and more i'm practicing the more i'm kind of thinking oh actually like this is really going to be quite important to make sure that i've mm-hmm. got one that's that's really and it's long lasting it's not going to kind of bend and flop all, all around and things like that so a sturdy nail file yeah i agree yeah So one question that I also wanted to kind of gauge from you as well is to do with pricing. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you kind of go about pricing your services?
1: Pricing is one of those things that it varies a lot depending on what location you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I am, there are quite a few nail techs, but um, we still have pretty good client bases, like for all of us. So we can usually charge a little bit more here Mm -hmm. than maybe in some other cities. Um, But at the same time, you know, it's important to charge for the nail art that you do and things like that. Um, Sometimes people don't really understand um, why we charge what we do, but you need to take into account your experience and any like continuing education that you've taken in um, and the materials that you use, too. It's really important to do like a cost breakdown of how much product you use per set, how mm-hmm. much time it takes, and things like that. So you can really kind of get a base price. Mm-hmm. And then you can add, you know, your crystals and your nail art and everything on top of that base price. Um, but definitely with more experience up your prices. Cause it's really important to charge what you are worth. Yeah. And I know myself, I have a hard time being like, Oh, I don't want to make it too expensive. so mm. people can't afford it, but the clients that are coming to you for your skills, they want that they, they don't mind paying more for that. Mm. So it's important to charge according to, how good you are, and how long you've been, you know, in the industry.
0: Yeah, no, I I feel like it, it's so important. I think it's a, it's a lot of people kind of don't value their work and mm-hmm. kind of really think about and really evaluate that. No, no, you are worth it. Um, and the people that are willing to pay the fee that that you set are the people that will v- that value you. And exactly. I'm more likely to actually stick around. Um, yeah. And if you kind of set the price point really low, and then kind of great, I mean, you'll get customers. But how likely are they really going to be to 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 stay and stick with you? And then longevity yeah. wise, like I find, yeah, I I agree. I think um it, it's so important to do that. But I get like, I mean, at the beginning, even for me now, when I'm I, I'm I'm still starting out, so I can't even think what I would charge if I start getting clients. <laughs> but I I, I yeah. think it's, it's a really good point to to kind of break down what your kind of what how much product you're using, what the cost of those products are. Cause it, it's so important because what you don't want to do is is start charging people too low a price. And then you're exactly. not actually even making any money. Like,
1: yeah. You don't uh, want to break even, you want to actually earn a living. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So it's really important to charge what you're worth don't do the work and then not charge for it Mm. because that just um, diminishes your value that you place on yourself too yeah
0: totally what would you say has been your biggest success so far oh gosh um
1: biggest success probably is just having this business throughout COVID and managing to maintain my clientele because at the beginning, like we were shut down here in New Brunswick for about three months Mm. and I had lost about 50% of my clientele. So we were able to open, um, in June, 2020. And I've just kind of now gotten back to where I was before COVID. Yeah. And now I'm starting to build upon that. So I know there were a lot of, um, fellow nail techs who had to shut down. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of myself for being able to, to keep it going enough to get me back up to where I am now.
0: Do you feel that you did that, that kind of got you through all of this, this horrible time that we kind of had to endure?
1: Yeah. Um, social media was big. Um, I find I had to kind of adapt how I was posting things before. It was just still photos of my sets, but now I've started getting into like the TikToks and the reels to kind of um, make my content more interesting. And that's actually getting me more clients because they see that they see people sharing the sets that I've done on them Mm. and they're sharing the videos I've done. And so that's like, Oh, I want that too. So they book in with me. So that was really what kind of kept things going for me was just the social media and staying connected with yeah. my
0: clients. Yeah. I've seen some of your videos. They're really good. <laughs> <I> <laughs> oh, love thank it. you. Yeah. Actually, I saw a post that you made the, um, a couple, I think it's a couple of weeks or a couple of months back where you were, um, creating the, uh, mystery kind of nail art machine. Yeah. Like that looks so cool. Can you tell us yeah. a little bit about
1: that? Um, it was inspired by a nail artist in uh, Tampa Bay Florida, nails by Dev. Mm-hmm. She started doing this um, capsule machine where it had all these different nail art ideas in it. I was like, oh my god, that's so cool. So I had to go and buy a bubble gum machine. It took me <laughs> probably a good month and a half to source it and
0: oh,
1: okay. uh, yeah, they're hard to find around here. Mm. So once I finally got it, I was like, yes, let's do it. So I um, bought a bunch of capsules off Amazon and filled them with like little vinyl stickers with little nail art ideas written on the bag. Mm -hmm. And so if somebody doesn't quite know what they want, they can just pop a quarter in the machine and out comes this beautiful little sticker they
0: get to keep with a nail art idea on it. So we both get to have fun. Yeah, that sounds it, it literally that sounds amazing and it sounds like so much fun as well and it, it also it sounds like a nice little challenge for you as well kind of to create something beautiful out of just random put together a few different ideas and boom
1: so much fun to do it like my clients just have an absolute blast um I haven't had anyone who hasn't
0: liked what they've gotten yet so fingers (laughs) crossed that doesn't happen (laughs) no I'm sure it wouldn't how do you actually stay on top of all the current trends that's really hard to do um
1: there's again it comes down to finances if you can (laughs) afford to keep up with those things um for me, I try to pick like one or two things that are becoming really, really popular mm-hmm. and get things for that. Um, but I'm constantly scrolling through Instagram and TikTok, just like searching for the coolest new thing that people are doing so that I can get in on that while it's still a trend.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's ever-changing, isn't it? It's, it's crazy oh, how every it day. constantly, like it's always something new, but I think it's, it's a good that's I think what you've you've suggested kind of one or two things is is quite a good way because otherwise I feel like if you try and do everything it's just it'll be too much like yeah I, I, I can only imagine it'd be a lot of work
1: yeah it's overwhelming and then you you might not have anyone who wants to do that too so you mm. kind of have to go with what your clients are interested in getting um like here mine might not be as open to like some of the crazier things like the really fun um nail charms and things like that don't go over so well here Mm. um so (laughs) it's just about knowing your client base
0: basically to know what they'd be interested in and do you um at all do you still kind of practice on yourself in between clients at all oh yeah
1: all the time if I don't have somebody that wants to
0: do a nail
1: art idea that I'm really excited about I will do it on myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) great yeah yeah no I think I think that sounds fun though as well at the same time so if I was to look down your phone now what are like the top three people you follow for inspiration and why
1: um one of them would be exhale hate nails um, she's amazing. She does um, custom press-ons oh, for clients. Cool. She had like such a huge following on Instagram and unfortunately her page got deleted oh, um, over something really stupid. So um, if anyone's listening, look her up, pixel, hate nails on Instagram. Um, she's constantly like pushing the envelope of things and really just coming up with these really inspiring designs and her work is just fabulous right. Oh, um, next one would be again nails by dev she's the one that came up with the little capsule machine idea at first mm-hmm. her work is just phenomenal and she has like her own line of nail art brushes and things so oh, cool. she's really all about like education as well which is fun um and her nail salon is just amazing it's 90s themed so, oh, cool. Nostalgia everywhere. Yes. Oh. Um, gosh, it's so hard to pick just a few. Um, Helen nails. yeg. Yeah. Um, she's out in Alberta, I believe. And her work is just absolutely unbelievable. It looks like a computer made them They're just so perfect and so intricate mm. um and she also does a lot of education so it's really nice to see some of these like nail artists who has kind of perfected their craft now teaching other people yeah so that everyone gets to learn and do fun things so those are probably my top three
0: Oh great thanks so much for sharing that and to sharing it with our listeners I'll definitely um, link all of those people that you've mentioned um, for everyone who's listening to kind of check them out as well um, because they sound fantastic. Looking back what advice would you kind of give yourself when you first started if you could?
1: Just keep going just keep going there's so many times when you're starting off that you think I'm never gonna get better at this. Um, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. But you are. It's just practicing and and taking the time to to really. Um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> is that is case? Yeah, just practicing and taking the time to um, constantly learn. You know, um, there's so many free tutorials out there that you can learn to improve yourself so just keep just keep learning and don't give up because you know there's people out there who who really love your work and will want you to keep going so do it for them and yourself
0: Oh, that's great. I'm definitely going to take that advice on board. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Um, but Amy, thank you so much for joining me today um, and kind of sharing with our listeners your journey and, and all your tips. Um, I think it, it's, been, it's been great chatting to you. For everyone out there, if you enjoyed the podcast, please like, comment and subscribe to hear yes. more i'll be linking amy's uh, social media details also below so you should definitely check her out check out her fantastic work and give mm-hmm. her a follow too bye thank you